this is the place where I can breathe, explore, talk to somebody and start devising and designing my next steps because I have goals. I have a vision. I have a life I want to live. Hi, my name is Gabriella Denry, MD, co-lead life coach at Doc Working, and I'm here with my amazing co-lead Jill Farmer, master life coach. And today we're going to talk about a topic that comes up quite a bit in general conversation for me, Jill, and I'm sure for you as well. What makes for a good coaching client? In other words, who benefits from coaching? You know, we can talk about the benefits of coaching left, right, and center because it truly is an amazing tool and skill to be able to share with people. And at the same time, it's pretty specific in certain ways as to who really gets the most out of it. And so I wanted your take on that today. Who benefits from coaching, Jill? Well, I think, first of all, I just want to say big picture. It's so interesting to me. I've been coaching for, gosh, now going on more than a dozen years. And in corporate America and even entrepreneurs and regular folk who are not physicians, coaching is just over the last 15 years, I say, become very normalized. It wasn't just this weird thing that people only on you know the coasts did or people had too much time and money on their hands hired a coach. It was kind of like personal training was really a weird thing 30 years ago. And now everybody, you know, has a personal trainer in a lot of ways to help them get fit. I think coaching has become that, but it's newer, I think in the physician world, I think it's been more like the last probably five years. And for a lot of people, it's more like the last one or two years that they sort of said, Oh, and largely that came from some research, I think out of Harvard university that said, Oh, it turns out physicians who have this trusted thinking partner and a coach are actually reporting some lower levels of burnout, reconnection to what brought them to this work. And so that helped some physicians be like, oh, what is this coaching thing? What's this life coaching thing about? And can it be helpful for me? So coaching is for mentally healthy people, right? That doesn't mean you have to be perfect or that you can't have had depression or anxiety or other issues. And I would say many of my clients are under the care of a therapist, or at least off and on during times of work while they're working with coaching, but you're in a mentally regulated state and you are looking for ways to have a trusted thinking partner through a process of inquiry, right? We're not here to give you a roadmap or a stamp to say, do this and you're going to get better. But somebody who is open to coaching to understand themselves better and in the process of understanding themselves better, have a trusted thinking partner to help co-create a strategy for making progress and living the life that matters to them in a way that is really often reconnected to how they can thrive. That's kind of the big picture way I look at it. And maybe that's too big picture. Maybe we need to drill it down a little bit. What are your thoughts on that, Gabriella? I agree. And piggybacking on that, you know, I don't want to go into the difference between therapy and coaching at this point. I think coaching really more is, in my coaching clients, a lot of times it's people who are just overwhelmed at their wits end, but there's still that desire for change. That's still that hope that things can change. It's just a question, how is this going to happen? And having that trusted partner, as you say, that trusted thinking partner, I like that term and that terminology to really be able to bounce off ideas, to brainstorm, to connect the dots in ways that perhaps the client doesn't, but because you're an objective, or you're involved, but at the same time, you can see a bigger picture for them and with them, that you may be able to help them connect the dots in a different way. 
what I love about coaching is that it's a partnership. I'm not here to give you advice. I'm not here to tell you what to do. It's very tempting. And as a physician coach, there's always that temptation to go into fix-it mode because we want the solution to happen right here, right now. And, you know, sometimes I'm raising my hand going, ooh, 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 I know what to do. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, nobody likes to be told what to do. At least no adult that I know and no child that I know. It's important that that person comes up with their own solution. There's no greater feeling in the world, feelings of success and of achievement, by being able to say, yeah, this makes sense to me, because it has to make sense to that person. Whatever the wonderful ideas, suggestions that a person may have, that another person or a coach or a friend or a family member may have about that person's life or a doctor may have about that person's life, it has to stick with them. So they get to come up with that. And as you said, it's an environment of trust and support. It's an environment that is very humble. The egos get checked at the door. Both client and coach are willing to change, are willing to have an open mind, are willing to explore unknown territory. And that's probably, I think, the biggest asset of coaching is that there's no real expectation than the one the person sets themselves. And at the same time, they get to really dig deep in a place of trust that allows vulnerability, that allows being able to say, you know what, this is the place where I can breathe, explore, talk to somebody, and start devising and designing my next steps because I have goals, I have a vision, I have a life I want to live, but I need a little support in that arena from somebody else who can listen in a certain way that may be the way that I can get at some point. So the coach gets to know their client and the client gets to know their coach. And it's a two-way street as opposed to doctor-patient. You know, there are certain barriers that need to be respected, which is absolutely important. And the coach, there are boundaries that need to be respected as well. But it's a human conversation. Both people are at the same level. And I can only grow as much as my clients grow. My clients can only grow as much as I grow. And that too, because I'm a mirror for that person. And so wherever I'm stuck, my client will be stuck. Wherever they're stuck, I'm going to be stuck. We do the work together. What would you add to that, Jill? Stay tuned for more after this message from Empath IQ. Empath IQ gives individual physicians and medical practices a way to control the online review process. Let Empath IQ show you how to get more reviews, tie them to your personal Google My Business page, and respond to reviews with confidence. Visit empathiq.io, that's E-M-P-A-T-H-I-Q dot I-O, or call 858-375-5686. Mention you're a doc working fan and get two months free. Just a couple of things. I think those are beautiful descriptions. Some people will say, well, what do you mean you're not going to give me advice? That's what I'm looking for, somebody else's ideas. The reason we say that in coaching, and it's a little bit jargony when we say that, but is because advice often comes with attachments, right? It comes from, I'm going to tell you this thing, and then you better do it, or you're, and what we're meaning by that really is that we will have ideas, right? We've been doing this a while, and as Gabriella said, she brings this expertise as coming from the life as a physician. She may share ideas. I always say it's like I'm throwing ideas sometimes over the dressing room door, and so a lot of them aren't going to fit, and a lot of them are, but it's co-creating that. It's not me telling you what the advice is, you should do this. It's saying, here's what I see in the situation. Here's a different perspective, right? That's the trusted thinking partner reflecting back to you what you're telling me about your situation. 
which often hearing that it helps us light bulbs go off. Oh yeah, that's what's happening. I'm spinning. I'm the client and I'm stuck when I have my own coaches. It was so great because all they were really doing often was repeating back to me what I was saying to them, but I couldn't hear it when it was spinning in my own head. So they are saying it in their own words, reflecting back, boom, the light bulb goes off. And then they start throwing some ideas about ways that it might be interesting to quit doing the same damn thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? Which as we all know is the definition of idiocy, but instead looking at some different possibilities and ideas for doing it differently. So just some practical, tactical situations in life that people often find coaching help with when they're feeling stuck, kind of bleh, all the same things are happening that made me happy last year, but somehow I'm not feeling it. So places where you feel stuck, places where you're being challenged a lot, you have a new goal that you've created for yourself or that somebody else has created for you. And you're a little unsure about ways to get where you want to go. Coaching can be a fabulous partnership in that situation. When you've got a big project or something that you're finding yourself procrastinating from that you need somebody else to kind of help you co-create a strategy or a plan or use some skills and techniques to be able to move through it instead of just, you know, staying stuck with that. And when you want to do some visioning for your future and everything's kind of good where you are now, but you'd like to be able to think about what could be happening in the future when you want some support, changing up the dynamics of professional or personal relationships and ways to show up at your best, even when you're around personalities that are challenging. Those are some specific examples of working with clients, entering into new jobs, leaving jobs. <laughs> All those kinds of things can be really, really, really powerful times for coaching. Am I missing any, Gabriella? No, I don't believe so. Uh, so you're talking about life transitions? such as new jobs, new situations, feeling stuck, feeling overwhelmed, and wanting to tease it out. Again, knowing that there is an answer. I think coaching clients are wonderful in that they know that somehow something is going to change and it can change and that, that they're willing to put in the work. I think that that would be the one thing I'm adding is that a coaching client is willing to put in the work to make that change happen along with the coach and working towards moving forward. I mean, you think of any athlete, that's exactly what they do, right? They work with their coaches to make whatever, even incremental changes can make a huge difference in terms of their performance. And so that's why the coach is there. I would say, think about it in those ways, except in the reflection, of course, and letting people know, you know, repeating back what they say, what they've heard. Well, I hear it this way. What do you think, et cetera, et cetera, and checking in with them. The only difference is, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Right. I think the difference between maybe coaching and some other mental health modalities is that coaching often is the embodied action of taking the reflections and the clearer vision of what it is you want to do and then getting some support and how to actually do it. So it's getting clearer out of our own heads often through that coaching trusted thinking partner on sort of who we are, what we want to do, and then how we want to do it and then support as you embody it and actually do it because you got to put it into action or it's just all, you know, <laughs> there. And so that's part of what we're here for too, is to really help support you when things go well and when they don't go so well. That's another great thing about coaching is it's like a lot of times we're really good at the idea and the rah-rah as individuals, I am anyway. And then my coach is like, okay, no, let's go try this. And then I get, and I come back and say, oh, this isn't working. They're like, great. That just means we get to think about a new way of doing it. It can help make us a little less afraid of failure as coaching clients when we have the coach there to help support us through that. So those are what we would just want you guys to be thinking about as it relates to coaching, 
we are here to support you through individual coaching or through most effectively perhaps now in a fully supported environment through Doc Working Thrive. It is a coaching community full of professional coaches here to support physicians. I really recommend that you go check it out right now because it could be just what you're looking for. On behalf of Gabriella Dennery, MD, lead coach at Doc Working, I am Jill Farmer, and thanks for joining us on Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast. Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Amanda Taran. I'm the producer of the Doc Working Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like and subscribe. We would also love it if you checked out our website, which is docworking.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. On Instagram, we are docworking1, and that is with the number one. When you check us out on social, please let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast. Your feedback really means a lot to us. And if you're a physician with a story you'd like to tell, please reach out to me at amanda at docworking.com to apply to be on the podcast. Thank you again, and we look forward to talking with you on the next episode of Doc Working, the Whole Physician Podcast.